Hello, friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigskinDispatch.com. Before we take you to your favorite Sports History Network show, just want to tell you a little bit about some merch that you can pick up that represents your favorite SHN podcast. So far, there's t-shirts, coffee mugs, and even books from some of the authors that do podcasts right here on SHN. Who could buy something better than that than have the history right from the, the gentleman that you hear talking about it? But we also are adding things each and every day. And where's that store, may you ask? Well, it's at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Up at the top, there is the SHN. SHN merch button. Click on that. It'll take you right to the store and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that, hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of sports yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. Now it's time to take a sports break. A look at sports history on a daily basis. Hello, my friends of sports history. This is Darren Hayes of the Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast. Welcome once again to the Pig Pen, your place for all things great in sports history. And welcome to your sports break for this January 28th edition, as we will go through some of the milestone moments in sports that it happened on this date in history, January 28th, and talk about the athletes that performed them or were rewarded for them and uh, the uniform numbers that they would have worn uh, during them. Now, we want to make sure that uh, you are all set and what you're doing here because we're going to be going into a little bit different mode we've been hitting it you up every single day with these sports jersey dispatch uh, sports breaks and we've been doing it for over a year now but as of the end of january uh, we are going to be backing off of that and allowing you to go to our archives which pop up each and every day on the jerseydispatch.com also, you can find them by our newsletter. It comes out every single day, and it's really easy to subscribe to. All you have to do is go to the show notes of this very podcast or the top of jerseydispatch.com and become an email subscriber or pigskindispatch.com. And every day, 6.30 a.m. Eastern, you will get an email, and you'll see the links there for what the dailies of Jersey Dispatch are and Pigskin Dispatch, and there's accompanying uh, archived podcast episodes with those that you'll know what the history of each day was both in the football realm of sports history and the general sports history of uniform numbers and uniforms so we invite you to do that and in the meantime we are going to be having changing how many podcasts we're doing we're going to try to be having this podcast come out twice a week and pigskin dispatch twice a week so to cover much of your week with new episodes and a little bit different directions but this on the stay stuff you can definitely find there also at the top of each of the websites you can go to the on this day tab that we have there and a calendar will pop up you can go to any day of the year and you should be able to find your podcast and reading of those days as well so hopefully uh, you enjoy this uh, we'd love to have your feedback if, uh, if it's a problem to anybody we can help you through it pigskin dispatch at gmail.com now let's get to those uniform numbers for January 28th. The numbers we're going to talk about are 78, 5, 17, 32, 16, 14, 1, 2, 3, and 4, 10, 8, 14, 24, 52, 6, 82, and a number 58. We're starting off in 1904, January 28th. And the first college sports letters are giving out to seniors who played on the University of Chicago's football team. They're awarded with blankets with the letter C on them. These are the predecessors and the, the sort of the origins of the Letterman sweater. 
And Amos Alonzo Stagg had a lot to do with that. And uh, you can read about that in some, some great books, especially the one with uh, Jennifer Taylor Hall that she wrote a few years ago. We had her on Pigskin Dispatch about Amos Alonzo Stagg, uh, Football's Man in Motion. A uh, great book. January 28, 1922, J.E. Clare takes the Green Bay franchise into joining the NFL in its third year of existence. Uh, January 28, 1940, the Chicago Blackhawks forward Les Cunningham, wearing number 78, scored five points in one period, two goals and three assists in the third period for an 8-1 victory over Montreal, becoming the first NHL skater to do so. It is one of the greatest 10 minutes and 4 seconds in individual hockey history and let alone sports history as the record stood all the way until the 1978 season, 38 years that survived quite a, a performance by Mr. Les Cunningham. January 28, 1943, speaking of the Blackhawks, one of their roster members made history exactly three years later in 1943. Sweater number five, Max Bentley, slapped home four goals and added three assists for a total of seven points in a game against the New York Rangers. As Chicago streaked to a 10-1 victory on this day on the ice of Chicago Stadium before a crowd of over 7,500, Max played center while his brother Doug Bentley was a winger on the same line and put the puck between the pipes himself in this great 10 to 1 victory. Now, we can go to 1954 on the 28th of January, and quarterback Bobby Garrett, who wore number 17 for the University of Stanford, became the first pick in the 1954 NFL draft by the Cleveland Browns. On January 28, 1960, the NFL announced that the Dallas Cowboys in 1960 and the Minnesota Vikings in 1961 franchises would be taking the field as part of the National Football League. January 28, 1969, USC running back number 32 O.J. Simpson became the first pick of the 1969 NFL Draft taken by the Buffalo Bills. Uh, member O.J. Simpson was the Heisman Trophy winner just a year earlier. January 28, 1971, star quarterback Jim Plunkett, who wore number 16 for the Stanford Cardinal, was the first pick of the 1971 NFL Draft by the New England Patriots. In 1973, on the 28th of January, number 16, Henry Buka of the Detroit Red Wings scored just six seconds into a contest against the Montreal Canadiens. The Motor City Skaters ended up using this one-point advantage six seconds in and ended up doubling up the Habs with a 4-2 victory that evening. January 28, 1973, Mickey Welsh who played before uniform numbers, George Kelly, who was a New York giant uh, for, of baseball for most of his career, but did wear the number 14 for the Brooklyn Dodgers in 1932, and former MLB umpire Billy Evans were all elected into baseball's Hall of Fame. Now, when we're saying that they played before uniform numbers, that 1932 season was sort of the, the year that Major League Baseball forced teams and made it mandatory for them to have numbers on. There were a few, uh, like the Cleveland Indians, that had them before there, maybe in the 20s, 1929, I believe, uh, and it was off and on there, but they were mandatory for everybody in 1932. Uh, that's why he only wore, uh, he being George Kelly, only wore the number 14 for the Dodgers, even though he had a much longer career than that, especially with the New York Giants. Now, January 28, 1974, Sam Thompson, well, he played uh, before 1932, so no uniform number for him. Jim Bottomley, who wore the, all the uniform numbers one through five, uh, remember they 
were numbered by their batting order back then. So Mr. Bottom, we must have batted throughout the order in the first five spots. And former umpire Jocko Conlon, who did once play for Major League Baseball for a couple seasons, wore number eight for the White Sox. They were all elected into the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. On January 28, 1975, quarterback number 10, Steve Bartkowski from the University of California, was the first pick by the Atlanta Falcons in the 1975 NFL Draft. And in 1984, on January 28th, Edmonton Oilers Center, number 99, Wayne Gretzky, the great one. He's had an NHL record point scoring streak end at 51 games when the Oilers were beaten 4-2 by the Los Angeles Kings. Gretzky's totals were 61, 92, and 153 during that 51 game period. January 28, 1988, Denver Nuggets point guard number 14, Michael Adams, takes his record streak to 79 consecutive games with at least one three-point field goal in a 117-102 loss against Indiana at Market Square Arena, and the streak ended the very next game uh, for the Denver Nuggets. That same day on January 28th and 88, the New York Rangers number 16, Marcel Dion, scores a second period power play goal in a 5-2 win in Philadelphia. He became the first player in National Hockey League history to get 20 goals in each of his first 17 seasons. That's showing some production there. And it seems like we are talking about number 16 a lot today. Uh, January 20th, 1990, we talk about a number 16 again. This is Super Bowl 14 in Louisiana Superdome in New Orleans and the San Francisco 49ers number 16 Joe Montana becomes the MVP of that Super Bowl contest as the Niners defeated the Denver Broncos by the score of 55 to 10 Montana was all over it throwing to his receivers including one Jerry Rice January 28th 1992, the St. Louis Blues right wing, Brett Hull, number 16 again, became the second player only after number 99, Wayne Gretzky, in NHL history to record back-to-back seasons of 50 goals and 50 games. Number 50 comes in the 3-3 Blues tie with the LA Kings. January 28, 1996, it's Super Bowl 30, Sun Devil Stadium in Tempe, Arizona. This one breaks my heart a little bit as the Dallas Cowboys defeated the Pittsburgh Steelers 27 to 17. The most valuable player of this game was a defender, number 24, defensive back Larry Brown of Dallas, whose two timely interceptions of quarterback Neil O'Donnell of Pittsburgh derailed the Steelers from having any chance in that game. In January 28, 2001, the Baltimore Ravens won Super Bowl 35 as their star of the defense, middle linebacker Ray Lewis, number 52, won the game's most valuable player award. And the Ravens win the game by the lopsided 34-7 score over the New York Giants. The 12 eventual, tw- tw- the eventual 12-time Pro Bowler uh, made three solo tackles, two assists, and blocked four passes in the game to help his teammates allow only 152 total yards of offense by the Giants in this game. And finally, we come to 2018 on January 28th, the 63rd NHL All-Star Games at Amali Arena in Tampa, the Pacific Division All-Stars won the four-team three-on-three tournament. The most valuable player was number six, 
Brock Bozer of the Vancouver Canucks. And one more All-Star game that same exact day in 2018, NFL Pro Bowl in Orlando, right down the road from the NHL game uh, of All-Stars, had the the NFL All-Stars play as the AFC defeated the NFC in a thriller 24-23. Most valuable players were Delaney Walker, number 82, the tight end of the Tennessee Titans, and number 58, Vaughn Miller, the pass rusher extraordinaire for the Denver Broncos at linebacker. And that is your sports history for this January 28th. A little sports break to take you away from your day. We hope you enjoyed this. Hope you're looking for more each and every day. Remember what we told you at starting February 1st. Go to the archives or go to the newsletter or go to the front page of jerseydispatch.com. That's the easiest way to see these podcasts each and every day. They'll pop up there. And any new uh, substance that we, we come up with and the stories that we have, the, the, you'll see those as well on from Pigskin Dispatch, from Jersey Dispatch, and many from the sportshistorynetwork.com. So till next time, everybody, have a great sports history day. This penalty kill is almost over. I got to get back out on the ice. But thanks again for joining us for another great edition of Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast. We'll see you tomorrow. We invite you to check out our websites, jerseydispatch.com and pigskindispatch.com. Not only see the daily sports history, but to experience the preservation of great events and people that play the games. Find us on Pigskin Dispatch. It's also on social media outlets of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel. Get all your daily sports history. Pigskin Dispatch is happy to be associated with the Sports History Network, the sports headquarters of yesteryear, found at sportshistorynetwork.com. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Each week, the official Football Learning Academy podcast will take you deep into the history of pro football through interviews with players, coaches, or administrators in the NFL, as well as interviews with Pro Football Hall of Fame selectors, authors, and historians You'll learn how the game evolved and important moments that shaped the sport into what it is today. And don't miss the Pro Football History Nugget of the Week. Listen to the official Football Learning Academy podcast on the Sports History Network. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.